I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lind. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. Are you? I am actually a little under the weather and not feeling great, but otherwise I am not too bad. How Aww. are you doing? I'm doing good. Just uh, hanging out. It's been a long week and eventful week so i'm using this day to recover and to start fresh for the next week coming up but then the next week is thanksgiving i have two thanksgivings one on next sunday and one on thursday so that's fun that's exciting well you don't particularly like thanksgiving so i like it more now because I figured out that the Thanksgiving foods I don't like, I don't have to eat. And I can just make my own Thanksgiving foods and then bring them to the party so that everyone can eat my favorite Thanksgiving foods. So, it works out. Okay, that's a good, that's a good realization to have. You're not required to eat turkey. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with turkey, but I feel like turkey's just always, like, too dry for me. But then, like, I found... I've been talking the last couple of episodes of my recent love for stuffing. And I can just put stuffing in everything, mm-hmm. and it just makes it, like, so much better. Oh. Stuffing's yes. great. You know what's good to do with stuffing? Eat it from the box. Is you take... Well, yes. That, but also, you take some stuffing, and you stir in... Um, some egg to like bind it and you stick it in a waffle iron and then you have stuffing waffles that's pretty good and you put some leftover gravy or some turkey on there it's pretty fucking delicious i have to do that i know i've been uh cooking up some things in the kitchen i made air fryer french fries the other day and they weren't too bad and i have like a whole collection of like uh different seasonings and everything i finally found a place for all my seasonings to go the little drawer for my uh i have this little side cabinet thing and it 
I just have all my seasonings in there ready to go. I could have seasoned the french fries more, but like I felt like I'm using my air fryer for actual purposes now instead of putting rotisserie chicken in there. So, and I'm going to make um, <laughs> different stuff. I want to experiment for Thanksgiving with like a, a mashed cauliflower recipe because I want to make more mashed Ooh, cauliflower good. for Carlos's family's Thanksgiving because I'm already going to make a pumpkin cheesecake, some butternut squash soup. And then I want to do like something like potatoey, but like not potatoey, because I always try to like eat healthy for at least like one Thanksgiving, and then the other one just go fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. So it's always fun for me to do that, just so that I can like come up with ways. Like, okay, like I like mashed potatoes, but you know, maybe I did have those kind of or uh, cauliflower potatoes once i think garage made them one year and they were really good so i have to ask him what he did but it was when he was doing keto stuff and keto stuff is just a shit ton of butter most of the time so that's probably why it was yeah good. i mean that's from that's yeah that's the way to make cauliflower and i i like cauliflower i like roasted cauliflower but like i feel like the only way to make cauliflower mash tasty is a lot of cream or butter or like parmesan cheese yeah Oh, yeah, all the cheeses. I know I've been doing this favorite thing too. I've been eat. doing this like cojita corn salsa thing where like I just like put some corn on the stove and then get cojita cheese and then mix it with um mayo, Greek yogurt, chili powder, um lime juice, cilantro. It's like really good. It's like a uh, Ooh, so it's like a, like a street yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's really good. And then I tried to remake Chipotle's corn salsa, and it doesn't compare. Like, I even went to Chipotle yesterday and had it, and I'm like, this shit's so fucking good. It's just, it's so sweet and so delicious. Trader Joe's has a good corn salsa. Really? I gotta check that out. Maybe they start. I mean, Trader Joe's gets rid of things all the time, and I don't. I, it's not the salsa I get, but I remember it being good. So if they still have it, that one is a tasty one. I'll have to try it. I work by a Trader Joe's, so I'll have to go over there one of these days. But most most of their salsa is good. Yeah, I know. Uh, I never really used to go to Trader Joe's a lot. Like the the memory I have the most about Trader Joe's was that um, my mom was in a wedding for one of her friends and there was a david's bridal and like right next to david bridal was a trader joe's and we used to always my mom used to give us some money and we would go over there and we get like the um alphabet crackers or the alphabet um i think they were like alphabet um crackers or something or like uh i'm trying to think of the word but yeah they were really good Biscuits. Okay. Alphabet biscuits. And they were like in the big jar and there were the letters. They were really good. They obviously don't have those anymore because they get rid of things all the time. But Were they like an animal cracker type thing? I'll look them up right now. Trader Joe's Alphabet Cookies. Oh yeah. They still they still have those in the in the jar. Yeah, I remember those being really good. But yeah, I know I have to 
go into Trader Joe's one of these days and just like grab things and try them because I just always hear how good it is. Yeah. Every once in a while I run into a dud, but because it's Trader Joe's, even when it's something that was not very good, I didn't spend much money on it. So I'm more okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Huh, so uh, how are you doing? How was uh, your birthday the other day? Uh, it was okay. Um, I had some um, good Mexican food. I found a place in my neighborhood that does uh, goat meat, which I really like. And is is, I mean, not impossible to find around here because I can go to Caribbean places or Indian places that have it, but there's not a ton of Mexican food places that do it. And I had a goat meat chimich, spicy goat meat chimichanga, and a blackberry milkshake. And the milkshake was amazing; it was so good. And now I just want blackberry milkshake all the time. Uh, I had I had bought myself a bottle of like decent whiskey, like a ten year old Talisker that was like as soon as I opened the bottle, just like the smell of smoke hit me, and it was fucking tasty as shit. And I got an Entenmann's chocolate cake because Entenmann's chocolate cake is delicious. Um. And I got to see, like, my mom sent me, like, just, you know, some little things, like a, 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 a very fuzzy, soft blanket covered in sloths and some candy. And Hannah, well, because, like, Hannah was worried I would not have a cake. And you always have cake on your birthday. That is a thing that you do. So <laughs> on Amazon, my mom found one of those, like, rum cakes those like you know that are kind of close to fruit cake those preserved things that last for like a year but it is a like pineapple rum cake and it sounds delicious and i am looking forward to it but i mean obviously that will last and the entomans will go stale within another day so i've just been eating the chocolate cake but i'm very looking forward to the pineapple rum cake that is adorable that she wanted to make sure that you had cake on your birthday Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. what you do. Like, you <laughs> you have dinner, and then you, so you either have cake right away, but generally it's presents and then cake. And you always have to blow out a candle. I did not have a birthday candle, but it was okay for me to light a jar candle and blow oh, that out. Oh, good. That worked. <laughs> But she she does not like change. So if you do something one year, that's what you could do every year. Okay, from now yeah, on. that's that's how I roll too. You know, change is a good. Like you got to keep things the same. You know, like if I go on a trip, like and I want to go back next year, like I want to do the same fucking things. I want to go to the same restaurants. I want to do the same hikes. I want to eat the same pie. Like I I want to do the same things because like change. It could be weird sometimes, but then it's like if you're so familiar with it, like why why change a good thing? Like, you know, you could have cake first and then dinner, but no, like that just that's just too much. She's had the same thing for birthday dinner, like since she was like three or four, like since she was eating solid food, basically. <laughs> oh. She has meatloaf and mashed potatoes and she's peas. my kind of girl. I love it. Oh, I lost my heart. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 my mom's meatloaf is fucking delicious, and I love mashed potatoes. And peas are also delicious. Like it's just, it's just funny because you know my mom makes that frequently for her anyway. 
So it, it, it it's not like, you know, some like hard special thing, but nope, that's what she has every year for her birthday. We always try to like go out to dinner every year for our birthday. I mean, our birthdays used to always be spent at like uh, sweet tomatoes or something, but sweet tomatoes is closed. So we've been like scrambling the last couple birthdays, like one year or no, like one birthday for someone. We went to like a like a golf course restaurant and it was fine. Then another year we went, I don't know, I went to the fish market and got like a fried fish sandwich. It's hard when your favorite restaurants close and you always spend like birthdays and holidays there because then it's like you have to be like, shit, where do I go now? And especially since like buff- buffets My, yeah. are closed too, like that's rough. Yeah, those are always a good birthday option. My um, my favorite restaurant in New York, uh, Republic, which was like this noodle place, and they had these um, curry duck noodles and this delicious like coconut broth. It was the like most tasty thing. You know, they handed all their noodles. Was the most delicious thing in the world. I loved it so much. They had really good cocktails Ooh. there, and they just they just got priced out with rent. And then, like, we're looking for another location, and then that just never happened. It's a bummer. It makes me very sad. It was so damn good. Like, I can still like like the thinking of the taste of it. I know. I always hate when the things I love like just don't come back or like you know I like something from a restaurant and then like they take it off the menu I know there's this uh, cookie place I really like that's um it started off well there was one near Carlos's house and now like they're spreading to the point where in January there's going to be one like 14 minutes from my house and I'm like freaking out because like I would I'm gonna like want cookies like once every week and these are like the size of your palm cookies it's this place called the cookie plug it's really good. There's one in Anaheim too. And we'll definitely be getting some of those during celebration and fried chicken. So okay. I'm so excited about that. And they have like such good flavors. There's like a red velvet one. There's like a cookie cream. There's like a they're just like regular cookie flavors, but they're, they're the size of your fucking palm. Like they're huge and they're delicious and they're cakey. And I think about them all the time because sugar is amazing and i've been oh they have one with fruity pebbles yeah that one's good they used to have a lemon cheesecake one which was my favorite but they got rid of it they're gonna bring it back though they like recycle flavors then there was like a a pixie one where it was like a like just a funfetti cookie and like those sprinkles on top that one was so delicious and cakey and you put it in the microwave and it gets all like gooey and like like that like delicious nauseating feeling where you know you're eating so much like cake and like bad stuff but it's like delicious and it makes your heart happy i know oh it's so good and then like the cookie of the month this month is like a um white chocolate cranberry nut cookie Ooh, i love white chocolate and cranberry together so yeah i want to try that one i don't know when but i want to try it so yeah, I can't wait till God, it's gonna be so close to me. I'm so excited. It used to always be a thing where I'd go to Carlos's house and be like, "We're getting cookies. We're getting cookies today." <laughs> but ah, oh. 
Emily, it's been a week. Yeah. Taylor Swift released her version of Red. And, you know, I've been talking about it for weeks on the podcast, you know, talking about how excited I am for it and, you know, how great it's going to be and everything. And it blew me away. Just the songwriting, the songs, you know, the songs that were in the vault and stayed in the vault for almost 10 years now because she released this album in 2012. Um, I believe it was like October 2012 and she released it you know this year and it's just amazing especially the the 10 minute version of all too well just fucking broke me like hearing her talk about an experience that she had over 10 years ago and put it into a song and sing it again like 10 years later like you feel all the emotions and then you see the short film and you see the actors you know kind of subtly portraying Taylor and Jake Gyllenhaal and you fucking feel it and it breaks your heart and it makes you so fucking sad and you see the gaslighting you see how the relationship crumbled you know started off so beautiful but how it just fucking ended and you feel for her and you see her performing on SNL and you see all the emotion and, and in a way it's like closure. And I know that, you know, she's in a new relationship now. It's been over 10 years, but you know, it started at an SNL after party and it's ending on stage performing at SNL. So I see this as, you know, a full circle closure thing. And I'm so glad that she got the opportunity to do this because it just meant so much to me listening to this now as an adult, going back to when I was a teenager, feeling these songs and now feeling them again, not with the same pain I had as a kid, but knowing that, you know, what I went through led me to where I am today and how far I fucking come. And it's just so nice to hear that and see that. And I'm so thankful for this experience that we've had as fans to listen back to these songs and to listen to newer songs. And we're getting another music video tomorrow directed by Blake Lively. And we're going to hear her sing about Jake Gyllenhaal's organic shoes and million dollar couch. I'm fucking thrilled. (laughs) It's been a good week for me. I don't know about everyone else in Star Wars land, but I'm having a good fucking week. That's good. I'm glad that you have had things to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that is the end of my love letter to Taylor Swift because I am I'm overjoyed. Like this is everything. You know, the after I first listened to it, I was thinking, you know, like I waited so many years for it. It wasn't worth it, but then I listened it to again and again and again. I'm like, this fucking was because you feel it. You fucking feel it. Because you feel it at first when you listen to just like the original. But when you see it all pieced together, like how she originally wanted it. Because who releases a 10 minute song? Like who fucking does that? But she did it. I'm so glad she did. Because I think that SNL performance was like some of, one of the best things I've ever fucking seen. I know I'm biased because I've loved Taylor Swift since I saw her at the VMAs once and you know followed her journey. But 
her artistry is something I I admire. And I'll leave it at that. Let's talk about Bake Off. <laughs> yeah, it was free from week. I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed seeing Paul Hollywood dressed up as the Hulk. That was interesting. Um, <laughs> the man is not what you would call an actor. Um, he is so awkward in all of those skits. He's so awkward, but you see that he loves it. Because, like, why else would he agree yeah. to do it? You know, wearing a wig and singing Iggy Break Guitar. Like, that is just the funniest thing ever. Like, because at first, you know, you see Paul Hollywood in, like, the first couple of seasons and think that he's just a serious guy who's really serious about bread and overproving shit. And here he is singing about tarts. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. He's a big dork. Yeah, they're definitely like, it was kind of like a fairly weak week all around. Like, I mean, obviously, because everybody's kind of outside of their comfort zones doing, you know, like dairy free and gluten free and, and shit. But I don't know. It's kind of, I, I, it, it felt like a week that should have happened earlier. Yeah, I feel like they're almost purposely doing these. I mean, I understand that free from week is a hard week, but especially doing a free from week, like when you recently had a vegan baker, like I feel like that would have given her such a great opportunity to shine. But I feel like they're just doing these these challenges and everything just to weed out you know, some of the bakers, you know, that haven't gotten star baker, or haven't, you know, gotten a handshake or anything. Because, you know, you go into this episode, and you obviously know that either Lizzie or um, God, what's her name? I don't remember her name. Yeah, so God, that's going to bother me forever. That's going to bother me forever. Christelle. Thank you. Christelle. I, I knew it was a I knew it was a C, but I couldn't pull it. Yeah, because you go into this episode, you know that Christelle and Lizzie, one of them is going to go home. And Paul is always, you know, telling Lizzie, you know, finesse, finesse, finesse. And I just feel for her that the episode that she finally finesses that cake was beautiful that she made you know this like moppy texture cake with all these beautiful colors and it was a good fucking cake and she was the one that ended up going home like that was sad but i mean like who else was gonna go home like giuseppe's cake wasn't that good but like giuseppe had like good bakes like the last two challenges so yeah what do you do no i liked her i'll miss her she made me laugh a lot but I know. I loved her ice cream sandwiches with, like, the little dogs on them. <laughs> and you couldn't even see the dogs. Lizzie's so funny. I know. Ice cream sandwich challenge was a really fun challenge. Yeah, I liked that one. Jurgens looked really good. I know. I felt... And they really, they really liked his ice cream. I felt for Jurgen when... Um, he dropped his um, 
vegan uh what were those the sausage vegan sausage the vegan rolls. sausage rolls yeah. and the technical <laughs> i did like that he's just like <laughs> he is the put him back on the thing other than selassie he is the calmest baker i think i've ever seen in the tent yeah yeah he doesn't he doesn't show his nerves he doesn't and I, I really enjoy him. And then Giuseppe too. Everything that Giuseppe makes just looks really good. And he's just, he is just so fun. I love his hair. His hair is beautiful. The, the little headband that he puts on before, you know, you know, it's business when Giuseppe has the headband on. He's a cutie. He is. But I like everybody. I, I love chicks. One thing I love about Chiggs is how happy he looks when things turn out well. Because he is obviously somebody who does fret a lot. And he's just so, like, relieved and proud of himself when it turns out good. But also, like, seems surprised that he's still there. I know. His, his sweet little smile just, like, melts my heart. And... It's always funny when I'm watching with Carlos. Every time Chig something does does something well, he's always like Chiggy, Chiggy. <laughs> I like that Carlos is into it. Oh, he's so into it. Like he he positions himself because he likes to sit on the floor and watch as he gets his pillow ready, and he's just like, "All right, we're here, we're ready." And then he he gets so into like the flavors, like the ice cream sandwich flavors. He's like, I would have never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, Big Off has become a household staple. And it really has been making me think about what kind of cake I want to make for Timmy Oliphant Cake Day. It's got to be a special cake. I was thinking because I, I, I go to the basics of like what I like. And I remember once my sister made this beautiful lemon cake with raspberry um, filling. And I almost want to try to make something like that. But I also think like, well, you know, what other things do I like? You know, I, I like cheesecake. I like this. You know, it doesn't have to be like a cake cake. It could be a cheesecake. It could be an ice cream cake. Like it could be whatever kind of cake I want. So, like, I have to really think about this for the next couple of weeks because, you know, this day is going to be here before we know it. And we're going to present our pies or our cakes to each other. And then we're going to eat them while we record. <laughs> Apologies in advance to Chris Fresh for the sound of that. Oh, he fucking farts in the mic. He can't talk shit. <laughs> I mean, that's a very good point. But I'm thinking maybe a like an olive oil cake, something like really dense, I think, almost like bready. Maybe like I made before this sort of this like olive oil clementine cake, and that was really fucking good. You just you have to get really like high quality olive oil because you do really taste it in the cake but you can just do that like in a loaf pan and it's delicious oh that looks so cute i've also done maybe maybe like a cranberry upside down cake that's pretty tasty 
Uh, we need what we need to do is get those um how you can have like bakeries print off like edible like photos and shit. That's what we need to do. So we can have Timothy Oliphant cake day properly with a picture of Timothy Oliphant on a cake. That's a really good idea. I think that somehow we should show Timmy Oliphant our cakes. You know, like <laughs> tag him in the cakes and say, baby, we made this for you. You're a holiday now. We're celebrating you. If we know anybody who knows anybody who knows Timothy Oliphant, please let him know that we've started Timothy Oliphant and Cake Day. Because, and it's nothing weird. It's just you enjoy Timothy Oliphant and cake because we need a holiday in January. Yeah, because how good do you think that would make him feel that? Two friends collectively decided that they love cake and they love Timmy Oliphant and they wanted to put those things together to celebrate a holiday that makes them happy. Like, I'd be fucking stoked if someone created a holiday containing me. Like, simple old me. Like, it would be bananas. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's good. I think... I think it's respectful. I think he would appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, anyone, I mean, Emily, you should ask like some of your famous friends, um, <laughs> too. I don't think any of them know. I mean, they mostly know other writers. Oh, your friend Pablo probably knows him. <laughs> Why do you think Pablo Hidalgo knows Timothy Oliphant? I don't know. Pablo knows everyone. I mean, yeah. I saw Pablo once. Okay. <laughs> well, then he must know Timothy Oliphant if you saw him yeah. once. I know. Uh. I always feel bad when I see, you know, people... Because he was at work. I, I was visiting um, a Lucasfilm uh, Yoda Fountain. I went inside and looked at little things. And he was just, like, walking into the office or something. Like, I feel for people like that because... Some asshole is gonna be like, "Oh my god, Pablo Hidalgo," and he'd be like, "I'm working." Like, I, like, don't bother people. Like, yeah, don't do that. Like, respect their space and respect that. You know, they have their headphones in. You know, they're doing shit. And even if they're just having their headphones in because they don't want to talk to anyone, then yeah, just let let them let them be. Let it be, as the Beatles said. Um. Oh, the, there was there. There was another thing that happened this week on Friday. It was it was Disney Plus Day. Oh yeah, it was, dude. They fucking went all out at Disneyland for Disney Plus Day. Like they had the Disney Plus blue carpet right at the entrance, and they were handing out Disney Plus hats and pins amazing and there are these beautiful bright blue hats because i have a disney i have two disney plus plus hats from the infamous disney plus panel that was the best panel of my existence and those hats look beautiful i was a little jealous that i didn't get a hat and i would have loved to be at disneyland during disney yeah. plus day but emily a shit ton of stuff was revealed on disney plus day i have a whole list of okay. announcements 
what was going on, everything. So I would like to read that list with you. All right. Okay. Hit me. Okay. Because I, I, I think I probably know a lot of these, but not all of them because I was sort of in and out. Okay. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, so we had a couple of releases. Um, Shang-Chi, Jungle Cruise, um, Home Sweet Home Alone, which is like the new Home Alone, um, Olaf Presents, Frozen Fever, Paperman, The Ballad of Nessie, Feast, Get a Horse. Like a bunch of like cute little things were, you know, released. Uh, season two of The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Just just typical Disney Plus stuff. But um, we had a couple announcements, and I'll go through this list now. Um, we got a sizzle reel for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that unfortunately leaked the day before and is actually the year-old Investor's Day panel video. Yes. Shout out to Rick, who was the first person that I saw posted that. And I was like, oh, cool. So we just yeah, and got a takedown notice. Oh, we did? Yeah. That's fucking funny. Um, so we got some behind-the-scenes footage. You know, some concept art. Well, we won Darth Vader fighting. Um, and we were just told that, you know, this is going to hit Disney Plus in 2022. And I'm just going to warn you now. This is the only Star Wars news that we've received. Other than just like a Boba Fett documentary on Disney Plus. Which upset a lot, 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 a lot of people. I found the whole thing absolutely hilarious. Which is not to say that they didn't botch this because like two months ago, the Star Wars Twitter account tweeted out like, oh, make sure you mark your calendars for Disney Plus. You don't want to miss it. However, as far as I know, they haven't said jack shit about it since then. And everything since then have been, you know, other people telling us, like people not associated with Disney, how much crazy shit we were going to get. And remember when the Boba Fett, we got the Book of Boba Fett trailer, and people were like, oh man, if you think this is cool, just fucking wait for next Friday. But, I mean, Disney didn't tell us that. Star Wars didn't tell us that. That was just fucking people on the internet telling us this. And... I mean, I think I think they probably should have held the Boba Fett trailer back and released it on Disney Plus Day. I think that would have been like a made more sense and would have like I, I mean, people were going crazy wanting an Obi Wan trailer, but I think that's partially because they had already released the Boba Fett trailer. But like the this wasn't Star Wars Day; it was Disney Plus Day. First of all, you're following a day for a goddamn, you know, billion-dollar conglomerate's streaming service. <laughs> like, it's not... Like, yeah, it's just them listing shit they're going to make. And guess what? Most of it is Disney stuff because it's Disney. And I don't mean Disney stuff, like, overarching that Disney owns everything in the world. I mean, it's a lot of, like, family-friendly stuff you'd get on the Disney Channel because it's fucking Disney Plus Day, not Star Wars Day. 
Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, when I go into a Disney Plus day, I think of this as I'm getting information on Disney, what's going on with Disney, and not only, like, Marvel or Star Wars. Like, you know, I would be lying if I told you that I I wasn't expecting anything from Star Wars to be revealed. Like, I I thought so. Yeah. Like, I, I genuinely thought that, okay, we're getting some Star Wars news. And when we didn't, I almost laughed because I'm like, well, I mean, this stuff isn't guaranteed anyways because it's like, I'm going to read this list and we got a lot of shit. Like, there's a lot of shit coming to Disney+, Plus, which I think that as a whole, you know, for a streaming service, like, they should be proud of themselves for, you know, all this stuff coming out. And, you know, we've had a shit ton of Star Wars stuff come out. You know, we've had, you know, the, the continuation of Clone Wars. We've had The Mandalorian. We've had Bad Batch. We've, you know, we've had droids. We've had, no, we haven't had droids. We've had um, the the little Ewok show. Like, and there's more coming. I mean, there's going to be all these fucking shows. Book of Boba Fett is coming. Obi-Wan is coming. Andor is coming. Like, we're getting a lot. And I think it's just that because we were promised so much, we expect it now, now, now. And when is it coming now? Like, we think, like, what, well, where is it? Like, we were guaranteed this. And it's like, we weren't. Like, we didn't read the contract correctly, you know? We didn't read, you know, the the, the tiny, tiny, tiny letters because we got so excited we just signed. But I don't know. It's coming. And, you know, and we've seen this before. Like, they like to focus, like, like, whether I agree with it or not, like, Lucasfilm likes to focus on their advertisement on one thing at a time. We've got a show coming out in a little over a month. They're not going to hype other stuff when they've got Boba Fett coming out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like I I had, you know, it'd been nice to get like a an actual date for for Obi-Wan or for Andor or even to get like a, you know, like a couple behind the scenes photos of Andor or something would have been really exciting, but again, like besides that tweet being like, "Hey, mark your calendars." They didn't I mean, yeah, they botched that. But other than that, like everything else was just other people telling us how much stuff we were going to get and how awesome it was going to be. And then people getting mad when that didn't happen. Like, again, it's Disney Plus Day, not Star Wars Plus Day. And like, we're going to get these these shows eventually. And like, being mad about it just seems like ridiculous in a way that actually kind of made me happy that they didn't get anything it made me laugh like seeing all the tweets like seeing people say you know that's it that's all we're getting and I don't know I, I think it's because I'm such a big like Disney fan that I was like, well, dude, they're still releasing shit, you know? There's all this Marvel stuff, you know, the live-action Pinocchio, fucking Sneakerella. <laughs> like, there's there's so much that this streaming service is, you know, showing us during this, like, little day that they've created. And it it's cute. It's fun. It's a way for them to, you know, show us, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're working on. And... I don't know. I just think that, you know, Star Wars fans are so biased. And I mean, like, it's not a bad thing. It's like they're so excited for something and they think that Disney Plus is going to have a day like just for 
them. It's like um, when you have siblings with the same birthday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you have to share the birthday. I imagine like, okay, you can be disappointed that they didn't have any Star Wars reveals. I mean, other than the, this is a real or that was old and already leaked, but you can't get mad at them for announcing that they're doing like cheaper by the dozen or sneakerella or anything like that's their bread and butter. That is what like Disney thrives on. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they have these huge things now, like Marvel and Star Wars are always bringing a lot of money, but Disney plus is, Hey, we're Disney. We do a bunch of family shit that you can turn on for your kids to watch and not worry about it. So yes, that's what they're announcing on their day of all their fucking announcements. It's mostly going to be that. Because that is mostly what they do. Yeah, and it's funny because I don't think that people were like genuinely, genuinely mad. I just think that they were bummed because like they were truly thinking like this is my day. I'm gonna get all my Star Wars stuff. I'm gonna get all my trailers. I'm gonna get the Obi Wan trailer that I've been waiting 85 years for, and yeah, it sucks when you think that you know something's coming and it doesn't, but. Again, it wasn't guaranteed. So that's a tough pill to swallow that, you know, the stuff that you wanted wasn't guaranteed and you didn't get it. But, I mean, don't worry. It'll come. Like, we'll get the trailer for Andor. We'll get the trailer for Obi-Wan. Like, it's just... It's just not here yet. I mean, we know all too well that Lucasfilm is very specific on the way they fucking do things. And a lot of people don't agree with that. And I don't know why they would all of a sudden, like, change the way they do things just because Disney Plus Day is coming. Like, they didn't reveal anything during um, the D23 panel at um, Star Wars or at, uh, at the D23 convention in 2019. Like, they didn't because that wasn't their bread and butter. Disney yeah, they're, is. They're catering, like, D23 is catering to Disney fans. Disney fans like I was fucking stoked for you know the Lizzie McGuire that never happened I was stoked for High School Musical the musical the series um god what else was going on at that time like so much was going on you know they did like the remake of Lady and the Tramp like these Disney remakes are what completely forgot about that that's their bread and butter right now are these remakes. Like, you know, they're doing a Pinocchio remake. They're doing a Cheaper Bar the Dozen remake. I think they're doing a Rescuers remake or something. I don't know. I'll, leave the, I'll read the list no, they're and doing find out. Uh, the Rescuers down. Uh, not the Rescuer, it, Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Thank you. Um, so that's really like what they're captivating, you know, people on is because, you know, we grew up watching these shows and like now we're grown up, we're watching the remakes and we're kind of like reminiscing our childhood. And that's what's getting like, I don't think that the people who are fully invested in Star Wars understand what Disney Plus or who Disney Plus is catering to. And it's not fucking you. It's Disney. It's the Disney catering to disney and even though disney bought star wars in 2012 that kind of doesn't mean anything yeah and which is not saying like obviously like they make huge money off that and mandalorian did big numbers but you you know that's you know eight episodes of a show and you gotta have other shit and all that other shit is stuff like the mighty ducks show it's stuff 
you know, it's it's the it's the movie of the week movies. Yeah. And, you know, we did get a lot of Marvel stuff, you know, announced, too. And we got a lot of Marvel stuff announced, like, during that panel. You know, that was because, you know, they had the footage. and They have this. And, you know, maybe Star Wars just isn't ready yet. I mean, the pandemic was really fucking rough, you know, for a lot of people and for a lot of, you know, filming stuff and everything. So I, I think we have to take into account that, too. So... I don't know. I mean, it'll come. Just not yet. But again, this is Disney Plus. This isn't Star Wars Plus. So let's let's take a deep dive and see what was revealed and announced on Disney Plus Day. Um, all right. Set Obi-Wan, X-Men 97, which is the animated series for Marvel Studios. Yeah, this is, it appears to be anyway, a continuation of the old Fox animated X-Men. Really excited about this. And then I saw the 2023 release date and I went, oh yeah, animation takes a fucking long ass time to make and it's really hard to do. So that that made me, uh, that lessened my excitement on that announcement. Well, shit, it took like three years for What If to come out. I mean, we saw that What If trailer at that panel and then it just was released now. So it's going to take a long fucking time. But yeah, that's that's really fun. I was really excited for the the X Men people for that. Um, we are also getting Moon Knight, starring Oscar Isaac. <laughs> did you did you see the footage for Moon Knight? I didn't. Tell me what happened. He's, God bless him. He's doing this voice, and it made me laugh so hard, like. I I am all in on this show. It looks goofy as shit. I, the only thing I know about Moon Knight is like weird, goofy nonsense, like him calling Dracula a nerd. So because I've never like I've only like I've you know seen panels and maybe like seen him pop up in something else, but it's Oscar Isaac, and he's doing a dumb voice, and I think it's going to be amazing. Okay, yeah, I have to still watch, like, the trailers or, like, the behind-the-scenes footage or whatever they revealed because I, I didn't have time to do that because I was so enthralled with Red. So that's coming Disney Plus in 2022. Also coming in 2022 is She-Hulk. Uh, I'm slightly worried about She-Hulk. They just showed a little bit of it, but it, like... When I say it looked bad, I mean, I don't mean like it looked like it was like a bad quality script or anything, because you can't tell from that. I mean, like, visually, it looked weird and off. And so, but also, that's, you know, that's still a year away or more. So, who knows? I like that chick. And I like She-Hulk. Yeah. Also coming uh, soon, we didn't really get a date, was Miss Marvel. And we got a first look at it. What'd you think about yeah, that? I, yeah. A- again, just a couple seconds of film, like, but I I dropped off of that book, but I read the first like volume and thought it was brilliant and I like that character. And I'm excited for that show. I think it's important and should be fun and cool. Yeah, so also we're getting um Agatha, House of Harkness. 
I'll watch it. I have no idea what that show is, but like she was a fun ass character. Yeah, good for her. I I heard that this was hinted for a long time that you know she was going to get her own show. So that's going to be fun seeing what she'll be doing in the spinoff series. And they're getting the head writer from WandaVision back, so should be good. But also coming to is Spider-Man Freshman Year, an animated series following Peter Parker on his way to becoming Spider-Man in the MCU, with a style that celebrates the character's early comic book roots. Cute. I've, I, I'm so over early Spider-Man at this point, like... You know, like before, when he was in high school and blah, and I can't deal with it anymore. I'm over it. Move on to him being an adult. Yeah. Like, I know that's like the classic area of Spider-Man and how he started, but all of my time reading Spider-Man, like 616 Universe Spider-Man, like obviously like when it was Miles, he's a kid, but all of my experience with Spider-Man and the comics was adult Spider-Man who like you owned a company and was married and shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm neutral with Spider-Man. Like, I feel like I've seen so many variations of Spider-Man. Like, I feel like I'm going to be 50 and we're going to be on like the 17th Spider-Man. And then everyone's going to be excited because all 17 Spider-Man are going to come together in a movie. And then it's going to solve. <laughs> the best thing that they've ever seen when so many fucking people shat on those two movies. And now all of a sudden, like, this is so great that all these Spider-Man from these great Spider-Man movies are coming together so they can all be Spider-Man. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm fucking done. It'll be a fine movie, though. Also coming, um, Echo, Hawkeye will introduce um, Aqua Cox as the character of Maya Lopez, a.k.a. Echo, a deaf Native American hero who will get her own Disney Plus series. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. I don't know the character at all, but I'm all for it. Me too. I'm excited for that. Also coming is Marvel Zombies, a new animated series from Marvel Studios reimagines the Marvel Universe with new heroes battling against an ever-spreading zombie scourge. So this is just like that what-if episode in a fucking series. There was a whole line of Marvel Zombie comics that I never read because I hate I hate zombie shit. I agree. I'm, it reminds me of this really terrible movie called Zombies of Mass Destruction. <laughs> I remember the uh, cover art for that movie. I definitely did not ever see it. It's really bad, but it's like a cult favorite with my high school friends and I because we were at my house for Halloween. We watched it and it was like so horrible that we just continued watching it every year. And I've totally forgotten the plot. But it was just really bad. Everyone just turning into zombies and like eating each other and then just like terrible graphics and um. Reminds me, there was that new Halloween movie that came out recently, The Halloween Kills. Uh-huh. I watched, like, the last, like, 45 minutes of that. It wasn't very good. <laughs> no, it's fucking terrible. It's a terrible fucking movie. Is that the point? No. It was oh. supposed to be good. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Shit. Uh, also coming on Disney Plus, uh, Ironheart. It starts Dominique Thorne as Riri 
Williams, a genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. Yeah, cool. Secret Invasion. Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn's Talos team up in this crossover comic event series about a fraction or fact faction of shape-shifting scrolls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. Yeah, gimme. It's got Mendo. Please give me Green Mendo. Please give me Green Mendo. Um, I am Groot. Series of original shorts explores Baby Groot's early days growing up and getting into trouble in space. So you know what that means? Then fucking Diesel is back. I I like Groot. I have no problem yeah, with that. Groot's cute. It's like those forky shorts. Those are cute. Yeah, those were very uh, cute. Uh, we're getting What If Season 2. <laughs> we're getting a fucking Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That's going to be cute. I'm looking forward to that because James Gunn's doing it. So I'm I'm sure I will enjoy it because that dude rocks. Are we getting that soon or is that like next Christmas? I thought it was this Christmas. Okay. But I could be wrong. I mean, it'd be, it seems weird to announce it if it's not until next year. Like holiday specials, you normally announce the year you're doing them. Yeah, yeah. That's and they true. Had, they had mentioned that one before, at maybe the that when they like did the whole, you know, Investors Day announcement thing. Yeah. Uh, we're also getting Willow coming to Disney Plus in 2022. Got a little like behind the scenes thing for that which is cute i've never seen willow i still need to watch willow so now that it's on disney plus i have no more excuses oh the ho- the um, guardians holiday special is not until next year okay oh fuck that then damn it um under the helmet the legacy of boba fett this special celebrates the origins and legacy of boba fett who's getting his own series um i heard this is already on disney plus have you watched it yet what was this uh the under the helmet no nah, i haven't watched it I probably won't, to be honest. Okay, that's fine. I, I don't, don't really, I don't really like like behind the scenes shit. Yeah, I did at first, but there's just so many now with Star Wars. Like, I never even finished the under the or the Mandalorian one where Dave Filoni just sits at the table and talks about Dave Filoni. Yeah. Ah, uh, Dave. I wonder what he's up to. We haven't seen him in a while. I wonder what he's doing for Christmas. I wonder if he has any like Christmas traditions where like him and his family like go to the mountains in a cabin and open presents and drink hot cocoa and like make like a roasted duck or something. I don't know. That sounds like something like Dave might do. I don't know. Um, we're also getting Tiana, which is a new long form musical series coming to Disney Plus in 2023, which uh, in the series, Tiana sets off for a grand new adventure as the newly crowned princess of Madonna. Maldona. Maldona. I've seen this fucking movie. I should know. This is the movie that I fell off the treadmill watching. <laughs> but yeah, a musical series. That's cute. Uh, Zootopia Plus returned to the fast-paced uh, mammal metropolis of Zootopia with Zootopia Plus, a new short-form series coming to Disney Plus. <laughs> I already know this is going to be good. Have you seen Zootopia? It's really fucking cute. 
I don't, I think I like fell asleep during it and not because I wasn't enjoying it just because I was like, I watched it at a time when I was tired because I just wanted to turn on something that was nice and cute, but then I fell asleep. Yeah. (laughs) We're also getting Cars on the Road. Uh, Mater and Lightning McQueen from Cars go on a cross-country road trip in this animated series streaming in 2022. This, I believe, was announced right after the Star Wars stuff was. So everyone's like, wait, that's it. it." Yeah. I've never seen a single Cars movie. I've seen the first one. Um, It was funny. I was listening to Podcast the Ride, and they were talking about how cars land at california adventure is way better than the cars movies and i 100 percent agree like emily if you ever go to disney um if you go to california adventure we need to take you to cars land because it is beautiful like it's just imagineering gold right there is just seeing just you actually like feel like you're in the little land it's adorable the atmosphere is adorable the landscape is adorable like it's really pretty really pretty area and they have milkshakes. They have um, these like bread cones with um, with mac and cheese in them. Ooh, pretty good. I like the sound of that. Um, we're also getting Disenchanted, which Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey returned for Disenchanted, the sequel to the hit film Enchanted, coming to Disney Plus in fall of 2022. Cute. Never saw Enchanted. I really liked it. It was really cute. It was one of those like newer Disney movies where like. Uh, it, it's it's really cute. Like Amy Adams did a really good fucking job. Um, we're also getting cheaper by the dozen uh, with Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff, and they star in the reimagining of the hit family comedy coming to Disney Plus in March 2022. I grew up. We were just talking about this uh, before recording that. Um, you know, I grew up watching Cheaper by the Dozen with um, Bonnie Hunt and um, Steve Martin. I loved those movies would watch them a lot and the kid had the frog they went on the he went on the train because he was sad and he wanted to go home because the frog had died it was a big fucking frog poor frog <laughs> we're also getting hocus pocus 2 um sequel to the halloween classic premiering fall 2022 on disney plus i i never really liked hocus pocus i'm not really like a halloween movie person but i feel like this is like the cult halloween movie like where everyone just like let's watch hocus pocus like when like they don't really care it's like uh the equivalent to um i can't think of anything but i just feel like you know i don't know people just like grasp onto it because it's like it's halloween we need halloween Yeah, I was never like I enjoyed it fine as a kid. I, you know, I saw it like once or twice as a kid, and that that was enough. Like, didn't really do much for me. But you know, we are stuck in everything is nostalgia now. So, yeah, now that we're adults and we're like something's missing, and then nostalgia comes back and like this is all we need. This will bring us back to life. That's what I think. Um, the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Simon Pegg is back as Buck in the Ice Age Adventures of. Buck Wild, all new movie premiering January 28th, 2022. Oh, that's fine. Um, Baymax, a spinoff of Big Hero 6. Baymax, uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios, his first animated series starring or starts streaming on Disney Plus in summer 2022. Oh, that's he's cute. A big, he looks, he's kind of the like Marshmallow Man looking one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen Big Hero 6, but I've taken a picture with Baymax and he's really cute. 
Uh, we're also getting the Spider Walk Chron- Chronicles, which is a series adaptation of the Spiderwick Chronicles, a modern coming of age story combined with fantasy adventure. They don't have I a know those date for that. I know those books were popular, but I was like aged out of that genre by then. Yeah, we're also getting the live action Pinocchio with Tom Hanks, Luke oh, Evans, my favorite guy. Joseph Gordon left. Okay, funny funny story. Um, uh, Carlos and I were like talking one night, and we were um, we're doing. He was like, "All right." He's like, "I have a fuck Mary kill for Emily. Which ones do you think Emily would choose?" I'm like, "Okay, yeah." He's like, "But I want to mix it up a bit." I was like, "Okay." So it was Chris Pratt. Oh God. Tim or uh, Chris Pratt, Tom Hanks, and Mendo. But M- Mendo had terminal illness. Yeah, <laughs> you had to choose one, and I thought that you would you would kill you you would obviously kill Chris Pratt. Yeah, you would marry Tom Hanks, and mm-hmm. then you would you would fuck Mendo because it's like you can't marry Mendo because like he, he has terminal illness, and that'd be really sad. So, and then he was asking, okay, well, how would the wedding go? I was like, okay, I like it would Tom be- Hanks. Yeah, you're wedding to Tom Hanks, and I was saying how, but but it was Tom Hanks dressed up as Mister Rogers. Oh, that's much more appealing. He's great as Mister Rogers. Yes, and I was saying how the puppets would sit in the front row at the wedding, and then Carlos got upset. He's like, "Why do the puppets get front row seats, and I have to sit in the back?" I'm like, "Cause it's the puppets. <laughs> like the puppets mean so much to Mister Rogers that they have to sit in the front." No, I want um, I want. Uh, what's the name of the king puppet? I want him to officiate the wedding. Officiate, okay. But then, okay. and, <gasps> Daniel Tiger can be the best man. Okay. You can still you can still be maid of honor if you want. Oh, if I want to, that's a fucking honor. Of course, I will. Okay, I'll be the best maid of honor. I'll give you the best <laughs> bachelorette party a girl can dream of. I'm going to have to, it, I mean, it better be if I have to marry Tom Hanks. Yeah, but it's Tom Hanks is Mr. Rogers. Yeah, but so you're like Tom technically, Hanks. but you're marrying like Mr. Rogers in a form. Like, yeah, that's also weird. Yeah, but like Mr. Rogers is a nice man. Yeah. Better than Chris Pine writing weird fucking Instagram posts for his wife. Pratt. Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. Yeah, Pratt, 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 not Pine. Pine's nice. Pine's nice. Pine's nice. He was I've just never, in a really I, shitty movie with Gal Gadot. I've, um, just never, I've never heard anything bad about Pine. Yeah, let's let's keep it that way because we already have one bad Chris. We don't need two bad Chris's. But yeah, I thought I'd share that with you because that made me laugh the other night because Carlos <laughs> kept laughing about the puppets. He's like, why do the puppets get to sit in the front? And I'm like, because they're important to Mr. Rogers. That's what I was saying was that they're family. He doesn't fucking understand that the puppets are family. So back to Pinocchio. We're getting live action Pinocchio with your favorite man, Tom Hanks, which is going to be fun. One more more thing about the wedding. Yes. Instead of a ring bearer, you put the ring on the little trolley. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's, okay. that's pretty good. Okay. That's, that's good. Action. I'll have to tell Carlos action, that. Pinocchio with my future husband, Tom Hanks. Excellent. Excellent. Um, 
We're also getting Beatles Get Back, which is this like documentary about the Peter Beatles. Jackson, right? Yeah, Peter Jackson's three part beginning event beginning. Yeah, this has been teased for so fucking long, and they showed like a trailer for this in like the beginning of when Disney Plus was released. So the fact that we're finally getting this now, I don't know what they had to do with this, but interesting enough. Um, the Imagineering documentary that was supposed to be released like way long before Disney Plus because some of those scenes were filmed in like 2017, 2016. So I think that this has been like a, a thing in waiting and they just like had to finish it and it took like three years to finish it. So it should be fine. Uh, let's see what else we're getting. Uh, Welcome to Earth. Will Smith explores Earth. Um, for National Geographic, streaming December 8th. He's in that, um, Serena and Venus uh, Williams movie that's on HBO. I want to see that. I hear he's, like, really fucking good in that. Oh, yeah, I want to watch that one. Uh, America the Beautiful visits the spacious skies, spacious skies, amber waves of grain, and the purple mountains. In the new trailer, six-part series coming to Disney+. Plus. Wow, that's America as fuck. Okay, um, we are also getting, let me scroll down more, Sneakerola, the sneakerhead subculture, New York City. This movie puts a gender flip twist on Cinderella fairy tale to premieres on Disney Plus February 18th. I thought this was really cute. I'm glad that we're getting like a gender flip twist on Cinderella because, you know, it's always been, you know, the girl and like. We get to see the guy make sneakers. Like, this is cute. I'm totally down for this. Steel Saunders, if you want to watch with me, let me know. Look, this just, like, screams Disney Channel original movie to me. Like, from, like, the, you know, like, I mean, obviously, the sneaker thing wouldn't have been, like, from, like, the 90s or something. And so that makes total sense as a Disney Plus announcement. I totally want steel saunders to watch this and we need to bring him back on so that we can review this with him uh, i don't know why like i don't know why steel comes to my mind but i i think that steel would really enjoy this movie you should do a commentary with him yeah it'd be really good um also coming uh proud family louder and prouder uh penny proud is grown up in the proud family louder and prouder the new show based on the disney channel series from the 2000s stars streaming in February 2022. I grew up watching this. Okay, I've never seen that, so. It's fine. It's good. I feel like all these uh, Disney Channel shows always ended in a movie. Like the Lizzie McGuire movie. Which is really fucking good. Like, uh, that movie came out. And then, like, they did, like, a half of a season. And then the show just ended. So, I feel like they always curse with these Disney Channel shows as a movie. Because that's what happened, like, the Even Stevens movie. Is that they did Even Stevens and they did the movie. They obviously can't fucking do even Stevens anymore. <laughs> but uh yeah. Yeah. So Proud Family should be should be good. That was a good show. Um Win or Lose, uh Pixar's first ever original long form animated series, is coming to Disney Plus in twenty twenty three. Each episode follows different character on a middle school co ed softball team preparing for their championship game. Oh, that's fucking cute. It's probably going to be like really like heartwarming and it's going to make everyone sad. I'm down. Um, Better Nate Than Never, based on the book by Tim Fed- Federal. Uh, Better Nate Than Never 
it premieres on Disney Plus in spring 2022. The comedy adventure starts stars Lisa Kundrow, Joshua Bassett from High School Musical Musical the Series, Aria Brooks, Michelle Federer. Includes Ruby Wood as Nate. Good for Nate. We're also getting Diary of Wobby Kid. I never, uh, this was way past my time. I think Rusty read these books when he was a kid. Yeah, so, my, uh, my little brother loved those books. Yeah, so glad that, glad that's uh, coming for them. We are also getting uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three. Are you excited? Fucking excited because Love is an Open Door Outside the Halls of East High. Season three of the show will follow its characters into sleepaway camp for a summer of campfires, romances, and a curfew-free night. <sighs> They're going to do Frozen, probably. It's going to be really good. Oh, man. So excited. This show is really good. And then in a cliffhanger because, like, the two characters... That we're like kind of like we're about to get together, like they're gonna get together. But then like Nini and and Ricky like broke up and it was really fucking sad. <laughs> like I I don't know if it was just like, you know, I was I was living alone at the time and I was watching this and I was like, This is really sad. I'm alone and this is sad. But it was really sad. But uh, Maybe they'll get back together. I don't know. I don't know if Olivia Rodrigo is going to be in season three because like her career is like fucking skyrocketed since sour. So I don't know. I hope so. But you can kind of tell when um, when actors get more famous and like they're still in the same role because like they're in the show less. Yeah. And that sucks. Um, But it should be good. I'm excited. I think that show's really fucking good. I really like it. Um. And then, lastly, we're getting Disney's intertwined. Um, Allegra is ready to change the past in order to reach her dream in the first Disney Plus original series produced in Latin America. Cute. Yeah, great. So, Emily, in this essay, I will tell you that... Disney Plus released a lot of information on Disney Plus Day. There's one missing from your list. Oh, what's missing? Whatever the one that stars Chris Hemsworth's arms as he's like doing shit. Oh. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is doing shit. He's looking probably hot while doing it, so. I'm so glad he seems like a nice guy. Because he's so goddamn attractive that I just want to watch him do things. And if he were a jerk, I would feel bad about that. But he seems nice and just like cool. And that show is like produced or directed by Darren Aronofsky for some reason. And when I saw that come up on my screen, I went, wait, what? And had to watch it a couple more times. But no, I will watch him like hang from a helicopter and ride a bike and shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I like him. I think he's good. I think he's a good person. That's nice. I'm really judgmental with actors. And, like, I can't even name a celebrity crush. Because, like, I really 
analyze the person. Like I need to make sure that they're a good person in order for me to be like they are actually a celebrity crush because it's like I have to mentally be in the thought process of like I could see myself (laughs) in a relationship with this person. And that's why it's really hard for me to like sit down and think of like anyone like other than like fucking Harrison Ford because like Harrison Ford takes all the fucking boxes for me. Yeah. Except for the fact that he can't really fly planes that well anymore. And that's like really dangerous because like he could die and other people could die. And like that's that's really scary to think that like he can cause all that damage and that he could go like the wrong way off of the, the landing. But I don't know. But yeah. But, but but anyways, we made it through all the announcements of Disney Plus and it was a lot. Like we are truly getting a lot from the streaming service. So I think that anyone listening to this episode that's still like a little upset that we didn't get any Star Wars news try to see it in a different perspective that you know this Disney streaming service is getting a lot of Disney content coming soon and just not to worry like Star Wars is coming just not as soon as you think it will yeah again it's it's Disney plus day it's not Star Wars plus day yeah they shouldn't have told us to mark our calendars but everything else was fandom's own damn fault and being being surprised that Lucasfilm continues to market things seemingly badly uh, and just embrace it it's part of the you know it's part of it and if you're like me it's an enjoyable part of it because people get so worked up over it over but basically i think it's because and again like i would have loved to see something but people are getting really worked up over not seeing an advertisement for something and that basic concept is funny to me Yeah. Wow. Well, we actually covered a lot this episode. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, we do these episodes sometimes where we go over like all the news that, you know, was revealed. And usually it's one of those episodes. It's like, okay, you know, I have to talk about this and talk about this. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Like, I am enjoying the fact that Disney Plus is getting all of this stuff. But I'm biased because like Disney, I like Disney. I disagree with a lot that Disneyland is doing right now and it's making me fucking sad that I can't go because it costs an arm and a leg to go. But that's a per that's that's a different problem. But it's awesome. We're getting a lot of Disney stuff. I'm happy. Um and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. You know, we're gonna get Star Wars stuff too, and that's gonna be fucking awesome and fucking great. And we're getting a lot of Marvel stuff. You know, a lot of Marvel stuff was announced. And I think that's so great. Because all the Marvel stuff that has come out, I have heard very little complaints. It's really good. I'm happy. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we have a voicemail. Do you want to listen to that before we uh, head on out? Yeah, let's do that. All right, let me pull it up. All right, we have a voicemail from our friend Rebecca. Um, she titles it, you say pecan, I say pecan. Or you say pecan, and I say pecan. Hi, Canto Biters. 
just an on-the-run voice memo this week about pecans and a fuck Mary kill tacked on the end. Woo-roo, Rebecca. All right. Let me get this ready to play. Hi, Canto Biters. Uh, Rebecca here. Look, I've had to pull over the car because I've just started listening to the podcast for this week. Awesome as always. However, I'm finding it extremely triggering the way that you say pecan. Uh, are you talking about Captain Jean-Luc Picard? <laughs> it, it just doesn't make sense. So as much as I support saying Legos, because that's obviously the right way to say it, it'd be great if you could pronounce pecan the Australian way as pecan. Anyway, that's my little uh, gripe over and done with. And um, I suppose while I'm here, I should give you an FMK. Uh Let's say The Mandalorian as a series, Kenobi as a series, and The Book of Boba as a series. Which one would you FMK? For me, I think I'm going to have to kill The Mandalorian. I know, tough choice, given that that's the only one I've really seen. I'm going to fuck Kenobi because, hey, who wouldn't? It's your McGregor. And I'm going to marry the Book of Boba because I'm going early with my prediction here. That's going to be the best of the series of those three. Thanks very much for the podcast and Pecan out. Bye. I didn't know. I guess I've never heard an Australian say the word before because for me, like, Pecan is like, you'll hear that in the South here some. But... I'm I'm surprised to hear that's also how they say it in Australia. Yeah, sometimes I say pecan or pecan, and my mom corrects me and says pecan, and I'm like, it's the same thing. What's the difference? So I like flip back and forth with pecan and pecan. So yeah, it's interesting that they say pecan, but you have a very important fuck Mary kill. Also, I would like that's... I would like to. Thank Rebecca, not only for this fuck Mary Kill, but for following the goddamn rules and giving us her own answer to the fuck Mary Kill, which is something people are supposed to do and they seldom do. Just tell us what you're thinking. Like, I know it's hard, but just please, God, like, tell us what's going on. Tell us what you choose. Tell us what you want to fuck, what you want to marry, what you want to kill. Like, we just, we want to know. You want to know. It's good to communicate your feelings to us. But thank you, Rebecca, by the way, for the voicemail and for contributing to the thought and the message. So, Emily, fuck, Mary kill, Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, Book of Boba. I'm killing Kenobi because uh, apologies to you and all the Obi-Wan you and fans out there. I just, I don't care. Like I, th- I think there's a good possibility I will enjoy the show, but I'm not like invested in any of it. So he's dead. Um, I, I think Book of Boba Fett is also going to be the best series of the lot, or at least the series that I like the most. But I find something like, I don't know, the whole like underworld, dirty gangsterness of it all means I want to fuck Book of Boba Fett and Mary Mandalorian, even even with all the problems that I have with Mandalorian. Um, 
I mostly do really like that show. It's got a little baby Yoda. It's got Pedro Pascal. It's got, um, you know, like, it's got Werner Herzog in it. It's got cool bad guys. It's got Timmy Oliphant. I think I can, I, I can, I can marry Mando and just have like a nice, comfortable, if not particularly exciting marriage. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, I feel weird about possibly stating that I would want to kill Kenobi because everyone fucking loves Kenobi. Like, imagine being married to someone that, like, everyone wants to fuck and that everyone is trying to fuck. Like, that's just, like, that's too much for me. That's too much for me to handle the fact that something that I have, everyone else wants, and... That makes me feel like, well, shit, like either I have it and you don't or you have it and I don't. So no one should get it. No one should get it. So Kenobi, bye bye. (laughs) Rest in peace. No one's getting it because it's too much fucking shit. Too much. Like this Kenobi stuff, like everyone's freaking out over Kenobi. It's, 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 It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So we have to we have to bury it. We have to we it has to go. So I want to marry the Mandalorian because Pedro Pascal. I've been getting to know Pedro Pascal and Narcos, and I really like Pedro Pascal and Narcos. He's charming and wonderful and slimy. And bad. And I'll marry that. And I'll fuck Book of Boba because Book of Boba is going to blow everyone's minds and be really fucking good. And even though there might be like too many fucking cameos, like we're getting Timmy. Timmy's gonna be in it. And you get to fuck your cake and eat it too. <laughs> and, and that is it. Okay. Yeah. That was a good one, Rebecca. Yeah, thank you. Well, Emily, do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. I agree. Anything else is just going to be mean, so. Yeah, we're we're a couple of mean podcasters (laughs) talking about how, you know, Star Wars doesn't need its own day and how you know there's all this other stuff coming out but you know star wars can it's okay but anyways where can we find you in the podcast and social media i am on twitter and instagram at efland and the show is on twitter and instagram at cantobite pod you can also send us email or like rebecca did a voice message um that is cantobite pod at gmail.com where are you Brittany? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as Canto Brit. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.
Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and Horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games And refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.